Okay. Recording in progress. Good evening. I'd like to call to order the June 1st, 2023 Planning Commission regular meeting. We'll start with roll call. Ms. Hoeksma. Commissioner Brinson. Here. Commissioner Callahan. Here. Commissioner Galuska. Present. Commissioner Lynn. Here. Vice Chair Wamashonje. Present. And Chair Sager. Here. Thank you. <laughs> oh, how did I miss you? Oh, hey, Commissioner Mosier. Here. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> uh, thank you. Uh, next item is approval of the agenda. Does anybody wish to make any changes to the agenda? No. Great. Uh, approval of the minutes from May 18th, 2023. Does anybody have anything they want to amend with the minutes? No. Thank you. Uh, that brings us to general public comment. Ms. Hoeksma, is there anybody signed up for general public comment tonight? We have no uh, public comment this evening. Very well, thank you. All right, that brings us to our study item, Transfer of Development Rights Program Development Code Amendment. All right, thank you, Steve Safran, Senior Planner. And I'm back to kind of follow up what we spoke about a couple of weeks ago about uh, a potential TDR program. So uh, quickly going over uh, what it is, it's a unit of development that's saved in the, uh, or uh, placed in the urban area while saving those uh, developments in um, our rural farm and forest lands. And um, why are we doing this? Um, well, really, uh, we've had comprehensive plan policies in uh, the city's comprehensive plan since the incorporation of the city that spoke in some way to establishing and supporting the state's uh, transfer development development rights program, which um, furthers the regional climate goals. Uh, the timing of light rail could lend itself to actually taking um, advantage of the program. Um, and it does uh, help the city fund those public amenities that additional density brings into the city. So the TDR program is really simply a set of development code regulations that um, encourage the sale of uh, the TDRs. Um, this is typically done through incentives. Um, the, uh, the counties uh, establish a price for those TDRs to save those farm and um, forest lands. And then that allows the city to uh, keep a portion of the King County taxes that we may use for things, um, street uh, frontage infrastructure. Um, it was expanded to potentially fund affordable housing and other things that um, the city needs for this additional, uh, additional density that comes in. So the. Um, the proposal is to allow TDRs and these incentives to imply in these areas outlined in the map. So really it's the, within these designations, the R48 neighborhood business, community business, um, and the um, MUR 45 and 70 zones. Um, 
the height incentives are, are proposed in the zones on your screen, um, R48, neighborhood business and community business potentially going up to 70 feet, um, and the MUR 70 potentially going to 140 feet with the sale of TDRs. Uh, the two zones that parking incentives uh, would apply to is the MUR 45 and 70 um, zones. As the commission's aware, um, staff did uh, give you a list of existing incentives that we already have in our development code. Um, we have parking incentives. We already have height incentives um, with different programs um, like the deep green incentive program or the retention of significant trees would all get you, uh, for example, on the screen, uh, additional heights. Um, the commission did have some concerns and questions uh, from the last time we met on this topic. And these are addressed in more detail in your staff report. But one of the qu uh, first question was, how does the purchase of TDRs translate into additional building height? And those kind of examples were um, shown in the staff report, but that one TDR equals a certain amount of building square footage, so we wouldn't have to know the footprint of the building, and then we just add that onto the next story, and that's how many TDRs you would have to, to buy. Um, the second question was, uh, you know, what will the increased heights look like, and does allowing the additional height interfere with the city's vision? And um, I think the, or, the staff report kind of explained that the mixed-use residential zones and the commercial zones kind of anticipated more um, intense development and additional heights, but in perhaps the R48 zone where those those act as a tr transition between the lower height single-family and the um, commercial zones, it's more of, a, of an impact when you go from 40 feet to perhaps 70 feet. So. Um, that may be more of an impact to those people that live around those areas. Um, and then the, the third question was, how much money does the city expect to receive? Um, you know, breaking it down on a yearly um, basis, anywhere between four and $700,000 a year, uh, potentially to um, fund the city's um, programs most likely probably street and sidewalk maintenance with those kind of funds is um, kind of the desire there if this goes forward. Um, looking forward to the commission's public hearing on this topic, um, there's um, some different options the planning commission could um, look at recommending to council. Um, option one would just be to recommend the proposed amendments, how they are shown in, in the attachment. Um, option two, you could recommend that the council uh, not adopt the proposed amendments. Your staff report does list pros and cons with each of the options. Um, and then option three is to revise any of those proposed incentives um, and, and forward something on that you could support to the, to the council. Um, basically, that's it for my presentation tonight. I'm here for any questions or um, any amendments you have that you want me to prepare for next time. But um, at, at this point, we're tentatively scheduled for a public hearing July 20th. So there's some time for changes or 
Um, if you want any uh, more research done, I can get something back to you. But um, we have some time before the public hearing, so you can weigh the options and uh, make a recommendation at that time. Thank you. All right, everybody, questions, comments, amendments? Commissioner Lynn. Uh, so for the um, MR48 or 45? MUR45 or yeah. there's the R48? Uh, MUR45, the one that uh, with the more impact with the double height. Like yeah, from R48. Oh, that's R48. Yeah. Okay. So, sorry, <laughs> didn't get that all yeah. straightened up. Okay. So, so for for the area that we are uh, use or originally the goal is for them to for the those area to be as buffer even though we have few area uh, of them uh, if somehow the developer are very interested in using the TDR uh, and they all want to be double the height uh, do we have any tool to kind of limit the, the height. Say they have the ambitious ambition of increasing to uh, to top mm -hmm. seventy feet. When we see if there I mean just within our uh, current regulation, any limitation that uh, when see that there is a problem, there is a measure to to uh, deny. So you're, I mean, I think you said it. The the maximum right would be seventy, 70. feet. They they could choose not to um, buy that many TDRs to get to seventy. They could do something. Yeah. If, buy less and be in between mm -hmm. uh, thirty five and seventy feet. Right. Um, so the seventy will be our limit. Basically, we are saying that uh, we so. For our recommendation, if say we don't feel that proper, we would mm. recommend maybe lower the height limit. Would that be yeah. the? That's option. Yeah, that's, that's definitely an option. Yeah. I see. Uh huh. Okay. Understood. Thank you. Vice Chair Ramachandran. Yeah, I I have a comment and uh, just full disclosure, I've worked in maintenance operations. Uh, with the city of Seattle. So I understand maintenance operations budget and the tasks that they are assigned and how uh, every single little dollar really means a lot for maintenance operations. And I will support this because the idea is that it will provide and maintain the assets that we have in place. And given the fact that this is a strategy to do that, I would recommend that we actually do. That's my comment, and it's just really based on where I came from. It's just the background uh, that I would recommend this uh, incentive also. Thank you. Commissioner Mosher. <coughs> I mean, to go with Commissioner Lynn's question, I think as I was looking at the chart, I, I, when I was, especially the R48s, like all of the other ones make sense because it's kind of an incremental like step up to the next zone. But the R48s are quite a big jump, and I was thinking that'd be more 
that one would seem more reasonable if it was just one step up. Because from 30, I mean, I think most people would be shocked because most of our homes, while allowed to be 35 feet, are like 12, 15 feet. So 12 to 70 is quite large. But if you imagine the 35 to 50, that's kind of, I think that'd be easier and more palatable for a lot of people. Also add a little variety. Commissioner Callahan. So um, I'm still just really concerned about all of our competing incentives um, because I, I look at this and I just wonder, I mean, even for a developer to figure out like what kind of mix would be best for them or are we going to have, um, you know, gravitation toward this over other things like affordable housing and other incentives um, that we already have. Um, so, I, I mean, I think, um, you know, one of the things I've been wondering about is there was mention of like a portfolio approach of, um, or um, it was in the report um, from the consultant, but just wondering like thinking about all of our incentives, is that when um, you would have it like a point system? So you would then decide um, based on, you know, like we have all of these different things that we want and they get points. And then to get like 30 points, then you can have this, um, that you're looking at it more holistically. Because I've looked at like um, Montgomery County, Maryland, they do TDRs and they, have some kind of point system that when I looked at it, I was like, oh, okay, that makes sense because then they can sort of, um, you know, you're looking at all of these different things and mixing and matching and getting, you know, more there. But I know that's probably. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like a nightmare but <laughs> of administrative uh, confusion. But you're right, yeah, competing incentives is an issue um, and I think it would continue to be an issue going forward and it's my guess a developer who wants additional height is going to choose the incentive that is the least expensive um, so it depends on um, you know what the council's um, preference is for affordable housing or green building or you know the the purchase, uh, the sale of TDRs to protect farm and forest land. Um, if you make them equal, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know which, which way. I mean, it just gives the developer a lot of options to go higher and provide less parking. But uh, you know, I would assume that they would go with the um, less restrictive and and cheaper option. But this potentially could be an easy option for them, right? Compared to depends, some yeah, how much. Because from what I know about TDRs, they fluctuate in price. So sometimes it could be easy, and sometimes in negotiations between the county and developer, maybe it's difficult, and the developer may not want to do that, and they'll just go do what's already in our code because mm -hmm. they're used to it. And, and it's easier. 
Commissioner Galuska or Brinson? Commissioner Galuska. The initial report on TDRs uh, was a consultant and also Forterra. Uh, is Forterra in the market for TDRs? Do they produce TDRs? No, it's through the counties. But, but does, has Forterra been involved with a project that, that is selling TDRs? And so basically, is Forterra like one of the parties that negotiate the price? Of the TDR, yeah, I, I just I seem to recall them being involved with the projects in Snohomish County, where they were they were buying property, they were selling a property for protection for in, for TDR credits. So, I, do you know I, if they're involved in King County as well? I don't know if they actually own the property or if um, really what their role is, other than being a consultant with preparing our report. Okay. Um, I, I believe I wasn't here at the last meeting and I read the minutes, but uh, I have a couple of questions. Um, is there in Washington State or in King County, are there um, goals for TDR credits for land um, preservation? Do they have specific numbers? And if so, are they meeting those numbers at this point or, or what is their success rate or uh, like a grade mm. that they would get for um, how they're doing with land preservation through this program? That's something I can definitely find out for you. Um, I know each city in King County is allocated a certain amount of TDR credits. So Shorelines is 200. We were allocated 231 credits and each city has Different different numbers. I can't tell you, you know, how how many they've sold or how many they have, but I can find it. Definitely find out. Okay, I appreciate that. Um, and then that you said something like four hundred to seven hundred thousand dollars a year. Is that what you said that the city would receive for? Yeah, if you broke it by yearly through the twenty-year program, I it, the, the numbers are in the staff report, but yeah. it's kind of breaks down between there, yeah. Okay, and would that, would that money also need to be um, used for management of the program, or is that all, would all of that money go directly to the programs that we're talking about? Yeah, those would go into the programs. Okay. Mm -hmm. All right, thank you. Commissioner Brinson. Yeah, I have a couple of thoughts to tie tie a few of the other comments together. First, Stephen, is it possible to stack the incentives? Like if you're thinking about, I mean, what I'm hearing is a little bit of concern about the big jump from 35 to 70 in R48. Are there other ways, is TDR the only option there? Or are there ways to stack it so that we're basically making it easier to get to 70? Did that question make sense? As opposed to competing incentives, can you layer them on top of each other? Um, I mean, that could be part of your recommendation at this point. Um, it's not really defined if you could use um, incentives here for height and then use a different incentive, perhaps the deep, deep green incentive to reduce parking. So you could do both essentially. So. Um, 
I think that could be part of the Planning Commission's recommendation if this should be looked at separately or be able to, to stack on the incentives we already have. Yeah, I think I was flagging more as a concern about sort of getting to the maximum height more easily or more quickly than, than currently. Um, sort of echoing Commissioner Callahan's and Mosher's concern about that big jump from 35 to 70, right? Because if, if the R48s are our transitional zone, mm -hmm. suddenly we have a bunch at 70. Mm -hmm. I do think it's helpful the, the sort of way that you put a box around what the TDR program could generate. You know, if it's only 200 and I lost the number 281 or 231, you know, therefore it's only, you know, this many projects if we played it out. I think that's really helpful as a way to sort of think about it, that it's limited. It's not every single project ever. Mm -hmm. um, but I think I, I sort of echo those concerns about that big jump um, and also am supportive in the sense of additional revenue for operations and maintenance. That makes a ton of sense. Yeah, and just to kind of clarify the R, there aren't other incentives for the R48 zone to go above the height limit. So this would be okay. the only one in this case to, to go above uh, in the 48, yeah. Okay, that's helpful. Because the other ones are sort of capped, right? Like if you do this for height versus this for height, mm -hmm. you know, it's 10 feet regardless. Um, that makes sense. Thank you. Thank you. Commissioner Mosher. I guess the other way of looking at it, I mean, I, I was giving the height comics, it was the easy one. I was trying to avoid saying that I don't like, I don't like how much I don't like them. Um, I'm a little concerned, like it, it feels a little bit like a cop out on the part of the county. Like it's, you're, you're saying you want to conserve land, but you're making people pay to conserve the land when the county and the state have mechanisms to do that. And I don't think we're, it actually, well, it gives us money for maintenance. It doesn't address the fundamental reason why people are moving out farther and farther and farther. It seems like we'd actually be better suited to combat sprawl by having, like giving a similar incentive with affordability. Like you get to build an extra floor if you know you have more affordable or deeper affordable than we have now. Mm -hmm. I think that would accomplish the goal better. And it would still cost them money in terms of construction, and, you know, a loss of profit, but not require a third party entity to manage it and not create another investment vehicle for people. I know that's not what we're being asked to <laughs> I feel like that would be more impactful from me from I mean, perspective. Yeah, and if the commission's uh, preference that the money be used to go into affordable housing instead of something else, then that could be transmitted <laughs> transmitted to the council. <laughs> and there might not be consensus, but at least they will hear this conversation and they can weigh their options. Any other questions or comments? I see none. So I'll get back some information for you in, in the next staff report um, okay. or sooner. Um, basically, um, yeah, how, how the program is going, how many TDRs are still out there to sell. Um, and if their goals are being met in King County. And then also, um, the, we have a, the supplemental report is, was part of your staff report, does have kind of examples how many projects it would take 
what types of projects to sell those. So um, we can kind of point those out um, more in the next staff report as well. But um, okay. we'll come back July 20th with a recommendation and then see how it goes. Okay. You all good with that? All right. Thank you, Mr. Seth. Hey, thank you. All right, we are up to unfinished business. Is there any unfinished business tonight? How about new business? It's a quiet night. Uh, reports. Anybody have anything, any announcements? Okay. What is our agenda for the next meeting, June 15th? June 15th, we uh, will be back with a comprehensive plan update and we'll inform the commission of um, what we got back for our engagement, uh, online hope and house and engagement strategies with kind of um, comments and everything we heard from, from that. Excellent, very excellent. Thank you. Any last thoughts? All right, we are adjourned.